going on, guys? It's Patrick from Men's Health Unscripted. I'm with a very special guest. His name is also Patrick. He's Patrick Kidd. He's the director of Patrick's Products. A lot of Patrick's getting thrown around today, but all the best people are named Patrick. And um, amazingly enough, Patrick is joining us all the way from Sydney, Australia. So thanks for coming on the show. And I'm, I'm really excited to talk about men's self-care with you. Yeah, thanks, Pat. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, stoked you got me on. It's going to be good. So Patrick's Products, I uh, followed you on Instagram and you're a, a growing company and it's exciting to see what you're doing for you know, men's self-care. You're in a ton of department stores in the U.S. How did, what was the inception of Patrick's Products? Um, it's a bit of a long story, but, um, and I won't go into it too much, but basically, um, well, there was a gap in the market for the product side. Um, originally about 15 years ago or 16 years ago, I opened up a, like a really high-end men's barbershop. Um, and it was a bit different to, you know, they're kind of everywhere now, but back then there was kind of nothing. It was like sort of cheap, you know, shitty barbershops or, you know, women's salons where you kind of felt a bit, you know, uncomfortable or they didn't really want to do the service. Um, anyway, we opened up one that was like sort of really high end, you know, with a bar and we had motorbikes and Ducati, we had Ducatis in there and Lamborghinis and, you know, 30 staff. So it was a big place, um, but it was expensive. And then there was a real demand for that back in the day. Um, and then we were trying to find the sort of how it all came about was we were trying to find like a high end men's brand to put into the store to sell. Um, so it was sort of never really about the, um, the products as such. Um, and then we couldn't find one um, for the longest time. You know, we searched the world and couldn't find anything. Um, so we thought, you know what, let's just do our own. Um, and that's how it all kind of kicked off was the idea of this sort of, and it wasn't just like to be a luxury men's hair product or whatever. It was more that um, it would be multifunctional. It would look cool. Um, it would, you know, obviously we spent a lot of time and money on all the hair loss side of things. And because with the business, that was the main thing where, um, you know, we would lose customers usually because, the guys would, you know, end up sort of losing their hair and then shaving their heads at home. Um, so then you lose them as a customer from, you know, the barbershop or whatever. Um, and then I was thinking, well, if we get in the product game, how are we going to sort of stop that? And obviously I spoke to a lot of guys every day about it and they were all concerned about it. You know, it's like it's a big percentage of the population of guys, you know, will suffer from it. Um, so we spent a lot of time and money sort of developing that side of the thing. And I think we were the first company ever to put um, active like hair loss ingredients into styling products. Um, there was some in shampoos and conditioners, but they're rinse in, rinse out, you know, like they're probably on your head, on your head for a couple of minutes, whereas the styling products, you know, that stuff's on your hair all day. So the, the ingredients are a lot more likely to sort of get onto the scalp and get down under it and get rid of the DHT, which then gives you thicker, healthier, fuller hair. Um, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> no, uh, I told you it was a, told you it was a long story. <laughs> no, that's awesome. I mean, you know, we're on the pharmacy end of it. So it's, Nice yeah. to hear. I, I really appreciate the innovation because there is a lot of um, there is a lot of emphasis. I mean, in the U.S., I say men's health in the U.S. is dick pills and hair loss. I mean, that's kind of yeah, like, yeah, yeah. that's like yeah, how yeah, we're yeah. perceived, you know, on the media. And now, uh, NM, uh, NMN and resveratrol and all that shit. That's like the new stuff now. Um, yeah, that'll be the next bit. Um, it's like true niagen. That's if you're not on that, you should be taking that. That's amazing. What is the um, supplement? It's called True Niagen. Um, I think I've got some around here somewhere. Um, anyway, I'll, I'll email it to you. It's right. amazing. Um, I'll look into it. Work, cool. Yeah, we work with a professor who, um, this is sort of part of the skincare story, but 
Um, he's probably one of the most famous like neurosurgeons on the planet. Uh, his name's Professor Matthew Dürring. Um, and him and I have been looking into uh, NMN resveratrol and you know, supplements for like sort of longevity, I guess. Um, Joe Rogan's always on about him with, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Andrew Huberman and um, Peter Adier and um, what's the Aussie guy called? I can't remember his name. Um, yeah, they're amazing. Anyway, longevity sort of scientists. Um, but that stuff's, yeah, really good. But then, yeah, with the products, we, um, it, there was obviously a lot more to it than that. Um, and, you know, starting up a, a business and especially one like that is, is expensive. Um, so first of all, we couldn't get any of the labs in Australia to make products that were any good. Um, you know, we'd give them like a benchmark. So say, you know, we wanted a matte finish medium hold product, right, um, as a styling product. We'd give them a version and it might have been American Crew Fiber or Kevin Murphy's Defining Paste or, you know, something like that. And then you'd give that to the lab and say, hey, look, we like this about this. We like that. We don't like this. We don't like that. And then they would sort of give you their version of what you're kind of asking for. And man, we did that for two years all across Australia and they were so shit, excuse my French, but they were just so bad. <laughs> um, and we kind of almost gave up on it. And then Amy, my wife and business partner, she, um, she read about, um, do you remember, there's a, a massive chain of salons called Tony and Guy um, and they're huge in the UK. Um, and they were big here as well. But anyway, they come up with a couple of their own product lines. Um, one of them was called Label M and, Anyway, she'd found out that there was this company in Miami um, that had done an equity deal with Tony and Guy because when they were small, because um, they obviously couldn't afford to do the huge runs and, you know, it's millions of dollars straight up. Um, so we found the lab in Miami and they were called Bentley, oh, sorry, they were called LaDove. Um, and I emailed them about a million times and, you know, rang about 50 times and just you could never get through, you know, they don't, the big labs don't want to work with startups ever um, because, you know, 99.999% of them just never get to market. Um, so they're just not interested. Um, and then in the end, we wanted to work with them so badly and sort of heard about their reputation and everything. And we're like, you know what, let's just get on a plane and get over there. Um, and we flew to Miami and went out there and knocked on the door and literally as luck would have it, the CEO, Mike Bass, um, walked down the stairs as I was talking to the receptionist um, and heard my accent and was like, oh, and I won't try and do an American accent, but um he was like, you're not Patrick, are you? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, fuck, man, you know, you've come a long way. And I was like, man, I told you, I'm serious. <laughs> I said, look, you know, give me, give me five minutes. And if you, you know, if you don't like the idea or the concept, then no, you know, no harm, no foul. We're in Miami. We'll have a good time either way. Um, he's like, all right, come on in. So we had, we ended up with him for four or five hours that day. Um, and they loved it. They ended up sort of buying into the business. Um, they started working on the products straight away because they hadn't done anything like this before. Um, it was a new sort of thing at the time where it was like that sort of, you know, high performance, multifunctional sort of luxe category for men's. Um, and the men's stuff just wasn't a big deal back in the day. You know, the women's stuff always was, um, but there was nothing really specifically for men. But then, you know, that all went great. And then Mike and Cherie, who owned, well, Mike was the CEO at the time. Cherie's one of the owners. Um, they introduced us to um, Berlin Packaging in Chicago. Um, who are probably one of the biggest packaging companies in the States. And what they do, which is great, is like free design work in exchange for a manufacturing contract. Um, so I had all designs and stuff done for the packaging here in Sydney, um, but it was going to cost me about 350, sort of 400K to get that all done. And then that gives you like sort of mold ready CAD drawings. Um, and then you've got to build the molds. And it's like this, it's a, basically about a million bucks to do um, like a custom package. 
um, with the minimum orders and all that. But what Berlin do, which was so great, is they do free design work and everything in exchange for the contract. So you just pay per unit. And because LaDove was kind of on our side and, you know, introduced us and said, kind of give them a break, we got lower MOQs, um, which was still 25,000, which is a lot. Um, but then we split that across like four SKUs. So it made each one like sort of six or 7,000 or whatever the numbers kind of work out to be. Um, and then, yeah, that's how it all kind of started rolling. And then we tested the products in the barbershop that I was talking about that we had um, for probably four and a half years. Um, so it took a long time to really get them dialed in. But because they were the first sort of, you know, luxe men's hair care stuff, we wanted to make sure that they were perfect. And having kind of 300 guys a week, you know, testing the products is, is really good feedback. And guys being guys are pretty honest with it. Um, you know, if it's shit, they'll tell you it's shit. And if it's amazing, they'll, you know, use it forever. Um, so that was really good. That, and that gave us the start. And then, then we kind of pitched it out to, we wanted to launch the brand with like basically the highest level of sort of, you know, distributor, which would be Mr. Porter. Um, you know, they're sort of known as the, I guess the purveyors of all things cool. Um, and they just launched men's grooming on their site. We we're actually the first men's grooming brand on Mr. Porter back in the day. Um, so we had to fly to New York and met with those guys and um, they loved it. It was our first ever meeting, you know, like thing. And it was, it was crazy, man. Like when we, we met with the sort of weirdly, a mate of mine had introduced me to this guy called Dave. This is a bit of an off, off topic story, but this is how it all kind of comes together. Right. Um, and he said, I know this guy called Dave and I don't know what he does, but he works for Mr. Porter. He's like, you should message him. So I was like, no worries. So I, you know, this is back in the day, old school text. <laughs> this is a while ago. This is probably, I don't know, seven, seven, six or seven years ago. And um, anyway, I'm texting this guy called Dave and he's texting me back and, you know, we're having a great, you know, laughing and stuff like that. Um, and then anyway, I went to the Mr. Porter meeting, met with the buyers and everything. And then this guy comes in and goes, um, he goes, hey, Patrick. And I was like, hey, Dave. And he's like, yeah, man. He's like, well, yeah, like, we've been talking on the phone and stuff. And I had no clue who he was or what he did. And um, anyway, he sits down and the buyer goes, how do you know David? And I was like, oh, my mate gave me his number. And, you know, we've kind of been you know, hanging out virtually, <laughs> whatever you call it. And then um, she was like, shit, he's like the big boss. And I was like, really? And uh, he flung his card across the table and he was the vice president of Mr. Porter. Um, yeah, that's so awesome. he's like, like, I love these guys, you know, fucking sign them up. You know, and it wasn't a tough buy meeting and they didn't have, there was nothing like it in the world. You know, there still really isn't. Yeah, um, I, I really like them. Where... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, for them, it was like an easy buy, right? Like it, it was expensive, it worked well. Um, it just fit the mold for them. And guys that, you know, shop on Mr. Porter, they're usually after, you know, the best quality things, the best performing things, all that kind of stuff. So um, it was like the perfect fit. I, I really liked how and you then, said that, uh, how, like, guys will tell you if it's shit or if it's not. And what I really like about how in the U, like, I don't know, uh, in the U.S., it's kind of how things are branded as like this, like super much like machismo kind of. I guess marketing and branding or like college guy, like fraternity bro kind of marketing. And like in looking at you guys stuff, it's just straightforward. Like here, this is like what it's going to do. It's going to be amazing. Um, And then people, you know, like it's, it's more identifiable and I feel like it treats men like adults. And so you're, you know what I mean? You're like willing to just be, you want to be treated like an adult. You want to look nice and it's Ooh. not like whatever. And, you know, college yeah. guy kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was a thing for us. And with the, the sell of it, right. Was that 
you know, we, the shop was so busy. And if I was sitting at the sort of front counter, um, you know, I'd have 30 seconds to sell someone a product. Um, and, you know, a guy would walk in and go, yeah, Pat, what's up, man? And, you know, I need some hair product. I'd be like, cool. Um, do you remember what brand? And they'd be like, oh, fuck, I can't remember. And I'm like, do you remember what color it was? And they're like, oh, man, I think it was blue or like purple or something. You know, and they'd never have a clue. And the busy guys, you know, they don't give a fuck about it. They're never going to give a fuck about it. They're not going to remember like forming creams and fibers and defining pastes and all this stuff that they're just not interested, right? They never will be. So in two questions, I could get the info out of them really quick and then I could give them the product. So I just used to say, do you like matte or shiny? And they'd say, usually say matte. I'd say, do you like light, medium, strong as a whole? And then they'd be like, uh, medium. I'm like, cool, use this. And that was it. So then there was like matte, shiny, light, medium, strong. And then that's why like hair products are like, M1, M2, M3, and S2. So M for matte, S for shiny. One, two, three, light, medium, strong. So you can't really fuck it up. Um, and there's a, there, was a lot of, there was a lot more to it than that. Obviously, there's a lot of psychology behind sort of letter number sequences and guys remember those better than um, sort of anything else. They're more, they're more likely to remember that than a sentence. Um, whereas women are more likely to remember long sentences um, a, a lot better than we do. Um, hence why cars, you know, there's a lot of like, there's M3s and C63s and, G63, whatever, you know, like there's all these sort of incarnations of a letter number sequence. And that was, you know, back in the day, you know, a lot of got, men predominantly bought vehicles um, and that's all changing now, thankfully. Um, but yeah, so that, that, there was that to it as well. Um, and the packaging was a whole other thing. Um, custom packaging is a nightmare, but it gives you a really good point of difference. And I get heaps of like young dudes coming to me now saying, you know, man, I want to do a brand and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, cool. Like you're going to do standard packaging or custom and then the sort of explanation is that like standards cheap and quick, um, but you know, you've really only got colors and fonts to play with. You know, that's kind of about it. Whereas if you do custom, pardon me, you can have a massive point of difference straight away on the shelf or wherever the products are displayed, um, but it's expensive and it takes a long time. And then you've got all the compliance and everything else and it's a ball ache, but it sort of pays you back in the long run. Um, so we did custom stuff, um, but again, it was all designed with, like I don't have one with me at the moment, but they, um, Everything's got two locks. Um, there was a lot in the packaging. We won, uh, we, I think we won 10 or 15 design awards for that. Like it really, it really kicked ass. Um, it's like the, one of the coolest things we've ever done. Um, and then, yeah, that, the, the shampoo one was like sort of the coolest thing we've ever done and the worst thing we've ever done. Um, we designed this shampoo bottle that was so complicated um, to be really easy. Like you were supposed to kind of pick it up turn the bottom, squirt it, turn it back. So the product was always at the bottom. So you weren't like waiting for things to shake down or trying to squirt lids and stuff. But it just became so expensive and so com We kind of over-designed it. And in the end, we just, we kind of scrapped it and just went back to like an airless pump <laughs> after about probably, <laughs> mate, probably it'd be nearly half a million bucks. You know what I mean? It was a lot. Um, it got us into hot water with Berlin because they were designing this thing for so long. And then they finally kind of figured it out. But what happened is that I designed it, right? Um, and we had a manufacturing contract with them. And then they turned around sort of, you know, two years in and said, we've spent so much time and money developing this packaging that we feel like we should own it. And I was like, well, stiff shit. You signed a manufacturing agreement. It's mine. It was my IP. And they were like, cool, man. Well, we're not going to do it then. And I was like, fuck. Um, we had to, you know what I mean? <laughs> I paid so much money and we, were la we had launch dates and everything. And then. So we had to give them the IP and then it was all ended up in sort of legal strife. It was like myself and Amy versus a 16 man legal counsel. Um, you know, and it was, it was gnarly, man. I got in trouble because I wanted to 
punched one of the owner's heads in um, and nearly did <laughs> in Chicago. And I was emotional about it, right? And, you know, you, you shouldn't do that sort of stuff, but I just lost it. I was like, you know, these guys are pricks. Um, and we're all friends now. Um, we kind of had a beer about it and laughed about it, you know, 10 years later. <laughs> but it took a while. Because um, they, almost, they almost ruined it before it began, you know what I mean? Um, right. And now, you know, everything that I was kind of talking about came true. I was like, it's going to be big, you know what I mean? Like, this is the kind of future. Like, men uh, want this stuff. There's a demand for it. I know there's a demand for it. I speak to three or 400 guys a week who, in Australia who just want it, um, let alone in the States where, you know, everything's a lot more sort of progressive and, you know, and the UK as well. Like, these, especially hair care and skin care, like, the US and the UK are just leaders in, you know, fashion and all that sort of stuff. And it's only a matter of time before, you know, the grooming kind of catches up with it. Um, yeah, so I knew it would work. See, like in the US, like we always, at least like with guys' health, we, we always think like, you know, guys don't take care of themselves and there's this kind of thing in the US. So, I mean, you see the numbers probably more so than I do, but um, that's that's crazy that the US is like more progressive than... Australia or well UK UK yeah. UK is progressive with it um, yeah well in terms of like because we're usually stocked in fashion stores right right so it's like department stores and like Kith is a big one in New York for us um you know and obviously like Mr Porter and yeah they're predominantly men's fashion places but then like a good example is we're in um Selfridges in the UK um which is an amazing store but they had our brand um down in the women's like makeup section um, which I can't remember what it's called. It's called like the beauty hall or something. It's massive anyway, like massive. It's, and you know, it wins department store, the best department store in the world every year and has done for probably 10 years. It's just phenomenal. Um, and our sales were good through there, but they weren't great. And then they moved the, our location from sort of that makeup hall just up into menswear and just had it like sort of where you walk past some of the men's brands. And man, we had 10X increase, you know, because guys were more comfortable, right? So they were going up right. shopping the men's stuff they don't really want to hang around in like, you know, women's makeups. It's uncomfortable for guys. And, you know, for most guys, it still is. Um, and it doesn't matter if you're gay or straight or bi or curious or whatever the fuck, it doesn't matter. Um, but not that many guys want to hang out in the women's makeup hall. They're usually just like, all right, you know, I'll, I'm right. going upstairs, um, you know, and have a look around and then got them. They'll see it. They're more comfortable with it. They've got someone there to explain it. Um, so for that, it, what you know, that sort of fashion side of us, like we were doing displays and stuff at... Um, like Paris Men's Fashion Week, because you'd get all the buyers. So all the buyers would go there to buy stuff. And they're all young, cool guys who, you know, look after themselves. And you just, it's like shooting fish in a barrel. It's easy. But then the thing for us is once you get Mr. Porter, then in the UK, it was like, then you'd get Selfridges. And then once you get Selfridges, you get Harrods. Once you get Harrods, you get Neiman Market. Uh, sorry, you get, um, well, what are they called? Um, Harvey Nichols. Once you get Harvey Nichols, you get and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then the list goes on. It's easy to get distribution. Whereas if you start off in like, say, like a chemist or what do you guys call it, like a drugstore, or you start off in, say, hair salons and barbershops, and then you try and work your way up into, you know, drugstores or whatever, and then you try and work your way up into, say, like the Macy's of the world, and then you try and work your way up to Bloomingdale's and then Nordstrom and blah, 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 and up the chain. It's, it's hard work. Whereas if you start at the top, like we went straight into Bergdorf Goodman, and then, <laughs> you know, as soon as you go into Bergdorf, Barney's are like, yo, we want it too. And then, you know, Nordstrom's is like, Nordstrom's is the new Barney's, I guess. They're... um. Nordstrom's is kicking ass. They're so sort of fashion forward. There's a guy there called Sam Loban who's just kind of changed everything. Um, but they're the, if I could buy shares in Nordstrom, I would. Um, <laughs> yeah, Nordstrom's is like pretty big down here. Yeah, it's getting bigger and bigger too. This, this guy that they recruited from Mr. Porter, his name's Sam Loban. 
Um, he's an English guy, but he's fucking unreal, man. He's got like such a good vision for it. Um, and he'll get that premium kind of, he'll make like what Barney's used to be, you know, where it was like a destination. And if you're going to New York, you have to go to Barney's, you know what I mean? Just to carry the bag around. Um, but yeah, once you get those stores, then the, the rest are kind of easy. You can kind of work your way down the thing. Um, the distribution's not massive, obviously, because there's only, you know, there's a couple of Barneys. There's, you know, there's one Bergdorf. Um, there's obviously yeah. lots of Nordstrom's and Neiman's um, and Saks. But that's a whole other sort of can of worms. Um, yeah. And then direct to consumer was our other sort of big thing, um, which now most brands prefer to do because um, it's we can control, you know, the shipping, the delivery, the way the boxes are presented. Um, and obviously, you know, we're all about the packaging and the display and everything because it's, you know, it's expensive. So right. if you buy something that expensive, you want to make sure that it, you get a good experience with it. I, uh, I definitely appreciate that. Um, what was, so? I mean, I know you said you like started off in barbershops and, and things like that to kind of grow this area, but what was it like just kind of now so, so much so being on the forefront of men taking care of themselves? Because like you said, years ago, there was nothing like this i mean it was yeah you know i i've just now recently started see like more things that come up on the internet more things on tv and just you know uh, i guess um it's got to be kind of a risky decision if you're going into an industry that's like not really established or formed yeah yeah man. but i think it's like anything if you just do one thing and you do it well um eventually it's going to catch on right and guys are guys are so loyal to stuff. Like if you can get a guy, I mean, you know, you're probably the same as me. Um, you've probably been using the same shit you've been using for the last 15 years. You know what I mean? Your bathroom doesn't change that much for guys. You generally, um, whereas women are a lot more open to, you know, trying a new product this week and trying a new one that week. And, you know, they're always getting bombarded. They've got a million things to choose from, but they, they like that kind of, um, you know, open to trying it. Whereas guys generally, and this is a real generalization, but guys generally have their, you know, their routine and they like it and they stick to it and they're familiar with it. And, you know, it's just easy. Right. Um, but then like, we kind of do things in a bit of a different way where, you know, and it's a little bit of a secret into the industry and how everyone else does it, but we just do it different. Um, but like if, if, you know, it's not really a secret because if you ever want to make your own product, you find out pretty quick, but say, you know, say you want to make, I don't know, a, a shampoo right you go to the lab the first question they ask you is like okay what's the budget per fill um so it might be like 50 cents or a dollar or whatever um but you know you've got to make twenty-five thousand of them so instantly it's expensive then you've got to make twenty-five thousand packaging which you know that might be four or five dollars or depending on how you go with it, it might be 10 um so it gets really expensive really quick so a lot of people pull money back on the formula which then you know, you've got these like amazing chemists and engineers and scientists working on all this stuff, but they're kind of hamstrung with like a dollar budget. You know what I mean? There's only so much you can do with that kind of thing. Right. Whereas like the first question we always, like they always say, you know, what's the budget, blah, blah, blah. We're like, there's no budget ever. You know what I mean? Don't, there isn't a budget. Um, we just want the best performing product that you can make. And they're like, really? And they're like, yeah. And they're like, no budget? And they're like, just go for it, man. Like, What's the, you know, we want like a deep clean shampoo that has all the hair loss stuff in it. And they're like, well, you know, what do you want to do with the percentages of the hair loss stuff? You know, they run it like say 2% is where you get all the clinicals and trials done. Um, and you can't, and you shouldn't really put them in unless you're running it at 2%, but other brands could, you could put in 0.1% and still claim that it's going to have like hair loss benefits, but it just right. won't because you need to have it at 2% to then use the clinical and the data, you know, the clinical trials and the data that you get from those um, to, to be able to make the claims properly. Um, so then, like, with that, ours became, 
you know, it just works. I mean, you, you create an amazing shampoo because you've got like the best of the best ingredients. So the, the foaming, the cleansing, blah, 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 blah. And then the fragrance is a whole, a whole other thing. Um, you know, instead of using a generic fragrance, we went to a fragrance house in New York who just make colognes and stuff. Um, and I gave them probably, I don't know, 10 or 15 different colognes. And was like, look, I love Tom Ford. I like Barreto. I like Creed. I like, you know, I went through the list of things I like and then our list of products. And then we tried to sort of, you know, pick a different cologne for a different, for each different product. Um, Cause the first thing everyone does is they open it and smell it, right? Just always. Um, and it's a big part of the experience. If you're washing your hair, um, why not have it smell like something amazing? But, you know, I'm a 40 year old guy. <clears throat> I don't want my hair to smell like bubble gum or like right. mint or <laughs> any of that shit. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's not, yeah, it's crazy. Right? Like, I don't know why brands still do it. Um, anyway, but I was like, well, what do I like? I, I like, you pay a lot of money for like colognes, right? Like they're expensive, but they smell amazing. And people have been working on them for thousands of years. You know, there's right. a lot of, a lot of like a lot of intel on it um so then we're like well let's just go down that track let's put colognes in the actual products and then people just loved it you know because it was it's it's such a full-on experience when you use it and like the body wash and all that kind of stuff the hair products we kind of then you have this fine dance where you've got to put in you know enough cologne to be able to smell it but you don't want it to overpower an actual cologne right you know what i mean um you don't want to be walking around with your hair like reeking of you know tom ford all day when you've got like <laughs> A $500 Tom Ford fragrance that you want everyone to make, you know, smell you. Um, so that was sort of the fine, but like the shampoos and conditions, you can go pretty hard on it because it, you know, you're lathering it up and it's, you're in an enclosed thing and then the steam kind of makes everything sort of more, you know, punchy, which is great. Um, but then it's, it's rinse out. So, it, you know, your hair still smells a bit, but nothing crazy. Um, yeah. And then, then the skincare was like a whole other thing. Um, that sort of came later after the hair care and the hair care caused a bit of a splash, you know, because it was $60 for a styling product, which people were kind of like, you know, especially when you put that on Facebook, you get trolled like crazy. Um, <laughs> and, I, and I troll back. I kind of like it. Right. Yeah. You, know? you have to. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I don't, I don't like, it. I just, I'm, I'm kind of fascinated and disturbed about like how much time people have on their hands that they can write this stupid shit. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've had no, previous really. podcast episodes where I just tell people like, Hey, if you don't like it, troll me on the internet. Would love it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I had some guy like, you're going to have to, you might have to bleep this out, but um, I called him a <laughs> and, uh, cause he, cause he wrote a <laughs> comment and, um, and then he's like, they wrote this big post about, Oh, Patrick, like so professional, you know, the CEO or the managing director of a business calling people <laughs> on Facebook. And I was like, Bro, <laughs> if you don't want to be called a don't be one. <laughs> that simple. <laughs> then at the same time, like we're not L'Oreal, we're not Estee Lauder. I, I couldn't give a shit. You know what I mean? Like if someone's right. trolling me, I'll, you know, usually nine times out of 10, I have a try and have a bit of a laugh with them. And, you know, you can tell they're just doing it for attention's sake and you give them a bit of attention and maybe they feel good about themselves. And, you know, sometimes the other thing is too, which people, you know, most of the trolls don't realise is that the more they comment and then they engage and then you engage and then it shows their friends and their friends and their friends. And all of a sudden this paid ad you've got starts getting like likes from here, there and everywhere. And people start commenting. It creates this whole thing and you sell heaps of products off the back of it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, keep commenting, man. Yeah, that, That's why I don't mind it. Like anybody that says anything on, on our page, it, it shows more people. So yeah. And then like stuff like, you know, some people write amazing stuff on there. Um, and yeah, it, yeah, yeah. it makes me feel so good. You're like, 
I'm so proud of, you know, you get a bit of a tear in your eye sometimes. People are like, say really lovely things. Um, and then now that we're getting a bit bigger too, like dudes will troll it and say, oh, it's fucking bullshit, it doesn't work. Um, and then you get all these other dudes, I don't even know them. They come flying in from here and there and everywhere. Like, no, nah, it's not bullshit, man. I've used it and blah, blah, blah. And they stick up for you. And then they're like, fuck you, man. And they get into these like, <laughs> fights, <laughs> like, virtual fights you know, going hammer and tong and you know, it's crazy. It's a whole weird world, which I, you know, I try not to get involved in, but sometimes yeah. people just write stuff that really like, you know, offends me. And I'm like, Amy's like, don't reply, just delete them or ban them. And I'm like, oh, just let me at them for five minutes. <laughs> sometimes I love it. Sometimes it is like, sometimes it's really funny. I mean, it's I've been on pages right? that are just going nuts back and forth. And it's like, yeah just sit there and watch like this weird internet world that we Mate. live in just go crazy. Yeah. 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 All these heroes that are like, no one would ever say that to me in person. <laughs> you know what I mean? Absolutely. Never. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, you've got this veil of like protection from the internet and um, yeah, it's crazy. Remember, so, remember that movie Jay and Silent Bob? Strike oh yeah. Have you ever seen that? Remember that yeah, list of people that like gave him shitty reviews? And they travel around America, opening doors and just punching people in the face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to do that. <laughs> They're like, are you Bob who said this movie sucked balls? And he's like, yeah. And then they just go bang. <laughs> yeah. I love so me good. some blunt man and chronic for sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's so yeah good. <laughs> no, that was so good. Um, like what a great reference. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what I feel like sometimes. Maybe if I get really rich one day, and sell the business i'll um go back and find all these people and just <laughs> make a holiday out of it <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> patrick takes over the world yeah but then some people like you know they'll they'll call bullshit on the hair loss stuff and then you send them a clinical or whatever and then you know rather than sort of dragging that out on socials i'll just say hey man shoot me a dm and i'll you know i'll send you some and then you know before you know it they're amazing customers and you become friends and i don't know it's cool a lot of the time we sort of turn it around into a positive um, because there, you know, there is a lot of skepticism around it and, you know, there is a lot of shitty products out there, which then sort of, you know, make guys think, you know, do they trust it? Um, and ours like, you know, we're, like we have a, a money back guarantee. So it's like, look, if it doesn't work, no harm, no foul. You don't even have to send it back. We just refund you all good. Like, yeah. you, what have you got to lose? Um, not your hair. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I like I like that you look at clinical trials and, and data and things like that to base your products off. Have you seen the results or like, have you even had maybe people in your barbershop where yeah. you see uh, yeah, a man. big turnaround? Yeah, a lot of people text us. So now like, we don't, this is the, the balance, right? Where you, you don't want to have your sort of Instagram and your website full of like at home POV pictures of guys taking pictures of their heads. Um, but we've got all that now and it really does work. Like it sort of can't not. Um, like Redenzel and Capixel and all these actives that we use, we use them at the levels that are suggested by the brand. Um, and it just works. It just gets rid of DHD, uh, DHT. So then it's sort of, you know, your hair will be thicker and healthier and fuller and it's not going to stop it. And we, but we never say that. Um, right. You know, right. if you can, it's sort of a, I guess it's a, a good first step and in conjunction with like, because then you can go into pills and all that kind of stuff. Um, but the pills are essentially the same thing, but a much higher dosage. Um, and then with that higher dosage can be some side effects, you know. Right. But and I, I, I know hundreds of people that, are, that take finasteride and, you know, all, that, all, this, all the different versions of it. Um, and it's fine. It works great, you know. And, but 
there is, and, and I think the main thing people are scared about is like erectile dysfunction or things like that, but it's so minimal. Um, and then they've done a lot of studies as well with like placebos and guys still get erectile dysfunction, even with the placebo. So I think a lot of the time it's in the guy's head. They're like, Hey, if I take this pill, I'm not going to be able to get a boner. And then, which no guy wants that. Right. Right. But I think they convince themselves that that's happening when it's not actually happening. Um, but you know, maybe unluckily there are a few guys out there that, that, that actually does affect and, you know, maybe then it's not worth it. Um, but then like the hair, the hair transplant technology is now becoming amazing. Um, I know heaps and heaps of guys that have done it and you'd never know, you know what I mean? It looks fantastic. It works. Um, you know, and if they're really worried about it, like some guys are just happy to shave their head and that's cool as well. Um, like all our, our whole brand book um, and everything we do sort of internally, like we have Jason Statham on the cover because um, awesome. he's like our favorite ball guy. <laughs> <laughs> but that's like, we like that sort of shit where, you know, he's bald, but we're a hair loss brand, you know, okay. or, or it's just like, because it's funny, right? You can't be too serious all the time. Right. Um, so good. Yeah, like the clinicals, like they do all the hard work. And then, you know, I, I do a lot of sort of, talking about the brand and stuff and i don't know all the actual like you know i know enough about it to sort of get by but i'm not like at the level that these guys are where they're in labs testing everything and doing you know the clinicals are full on you they're like really big studies and you know there's a lot of money behind them and there's a lot of data to get through um but we we kind of trust the the labs and those guys and say hey look we want it if it's if they recommend it at two percent let's use it at two percent and then like we've got some new ones coming out now which we're running at five percent which we're just trialing at the moment like is it too much um, is it going to cause any side effects and like going through the compliance of all that at the moment, but it's sort of like, we'll have now with our shampoo range, there's a cheaper sort of range. that doesn't have all the hair loss, which is like $20. Um, so you've got a shampoo and conditioner, which are basically, you know, I think the best performing shampoo and conditioner on the planet. And I know that sounds arrogant or whatever, but like, I'd have a fucking challenge with any other brand on the, no, man, it's the, your business. Like you should, yeah, love, yeah, yeah. You should love no, it but like the that. thing is I'd, a hundred I'd bet my business and house and everything on it. If you just give it to a guy and test it, I'll be like, which one's better. And I know ours will, because I know the money and time we've put into the development and I know how they make the other ones and I know how much they cost and they use shit ingredients. So it just, if, if you know, you know, that's kind of the thing, right? right? Um, but it's 20 bucks. And then we've got the sort of middle of the, our main core range, which is uh, $40 for the shampoo and conditioner, which is, is expensive, but, so the hair loss ingredients are expensive, you know, especially sure. when you use them at that sort of the recommended levels, like the 2%, it just gets expensive. There's not much we can do about it, um, but it works. And then we've gone for the top tier one, which we haven't come out yet, but that's probably coming out in a couple of months. Uh, and that's going to be more like a hundred dollars, um, which again is hugely expensive for a shampoo and conditioner. I know that, um, but it cost me a fortune to make it. Um, it's just the raws, the raw materials cost a lot of money. The packaging's not that much. It's like five or six bucks. Um, but the raws are just super expensive and then all the compliance and stuff you've got to go through. And then we want all the clinical data and the trial information to have on the website, just so people know that, you know, if I do pay a hundred dollars for something, which is a lot of money, um, that the research has been done and it's going to help me. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, I definitely appreciate all that stuff just cause, um, I feel like there's, well, I guess to kind of go back on compliance, like you're putting a, um, a pretty healthy amount of, you know, hair loss product in there. Top, topical things generally have less side effects than things that you take, but yeah. you know, is there, is there a big, um, like kind of pharmacy pushback or that? No, uh, well, so basically through that, what happens, using those ingredients. 
No, so there's limits on what you can use. So you're allowed to use up to 5% in most countries um, and anything over 5%, then you need a script from a GP or a doctor. Okay. Um, so we're kind of limited to what we can do anyway. Um, so right. that's why we went to 5% with the expensive one because that was the, sort of the maximum. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Then, yeah, anything over that, you're kind of into the big pharma side of things, which you know we can't compete with because they just it's just too much. Yeah, that's a big industry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, they're good at it. Let them do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. how? Um, I guess like I, I guess how I put it is like, do you um, kind of go and appear at? I, I'm interested. Like, do you go appear at like big openings? I, I saw on um, like your website. I think Elon Musk was on the red carpet wearing your product. Um, yeah. That like, kind of stuff. Do you go? Do you go to those? Like, do you get to travel to those cool ass places and hang out with celebs and stuff like that? I used to, yeah, before COVID. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah, man, I was pretty like that was a big like I was an electrician right for a long time for ten years before I did any of this stuff and I fucking hated it. Um, you know, I was stuck under floors and in rooms and you know it was just a shit job. Um, you make good money and some people love it and fair play, you know, but I hated it. Um, and I was always just had this like sort of vision of traveling the world and this gave me the perfect excuse to do it. Um, and yeah, man, I, I, I'm lucky enough to kind of go to New York, LA, Miami, Chicago, you know, all across the States, which, you know, for someone in the States probably doesn't sound that amazing, but for me it is because America's really cool when you're not from America. Um, and I love the sport there, like the, you know, the NBA, the NFL, like everything's just cool. The ice hockey. Um, and then obviously working with people and stuff, you get to go to, you know, especially the department stores, you get to go to events and stuff. And then, you know, you get in GQs and Esquires and you get to go to more events and then you meet celebrities and uh, just the more people, you know, and then, I don't know, I just love it. It's, it's, a, it's a good time. And then, yeah, the same thing happens in the UK. We travel there a lot. Um, I've been lucky enough to sort of cut around Asia a fair bit. Um, Hong Kong, like an amazing place. Um, you know, it's so different to, you know, Australia and everywhere else, but amazing at the same time. Um, Japan heaps of times been there and again it's such a different culture but just unreal you know like I don't know if I'd want to live there but it's so cool to see um, it'd be cool to get my kids there you know and hopefully it continues to do that so I can use you know work as an excuse to get them to see the world um, <laughs> right. yeah and like Paris and France like Paris is probably one of my favorite cities on the planet um, I've so I kind of I want to die there um i'm going for the first time there this summer so right, it's incredible it's incredible there. like the food's amazing the people are unreal because they just don't give a fuck it's a bit like new york you know they're <laughs> like they just have no time for it and i get it right because there's, there's tourists everywhere and they're trying to do their job and the french are just like that they it's just but i love it because if you if you i don't know like i guess i'm an entrepreneur and i sort of walk fast talk fast trying to get things done always kind of you know, getting things moving. So I fit into those cities really well, like New York and, you know, Paris and London, where you, you, some, you're always like kind of going for it, right? But if you dawdle around, I mean, I'm sure you've done it before, right? Where you're looking up at a building in New York and someone tells you to fucking hurry up or get out of the yeah. way or you know, whatever. It's like hilarious, but they do that in Paris as well. But then, you know, like cigarettes and croissants and amazing food and alcohol and everything else. Paris is just, there's no one does it better, you know? Oh, that's awesome. I'm, I'm definitely excited to get over there. Um, like going there after graduate, I graduate in May. So yeah. here shortly thereafter to uh, celebrate, I'm going to head over to Europe. So I'm excited to hear, uh, 
hear about yeah, your Yeah, and it's beautiful, man. It's really beautiful because the architect, I mean, in, in Sydney where we're from, you know, there's only sort of been like 200 years of buildings and stuff. Um, you know, some of their buildings have been there for thousands of years. Um, and it's, it's incredible. There's so much history there and it's a really pretty place. And the food, the food is just incredible. Like the French, no one doesn't like the French, maybe the Italians, but I don't know if I had to choose one, I'd probably choose French. <laughs> <laughs> one genre, you know what I mean? Yeah, Whatever you call sure. that in the food world. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, right, so then, but the, the whole, the other thing is too now is like skincare. Um, we yes. had this. Yeah, and that's sort of probably the bigger side of the business now um, where, and again, this is like, you sort of never know who you're sitting next to or whatever. Like that would be my advice to people starting out is like talk to everyone because, you know, you just never know. I was in, so when we were working, remember I was telling you about that um, Berlin Packaging who's in Chicago. So whenever you work with those guys, they give you a corporate rate at the Four Seasons. So you get to stay at the Four Seasons in Chicago, which is fucking cool. And it's like 200 bucks a night. Um, as opposed to probably 2,000. I don't know how much their rooms are, but they're not cheap. Um, so anyway, we are like, let's just stay there for a week. And while we were staying there, um, on the last day, we were just about to fly out and I went for a sauna um, downstairs and the sauna is massive, right? There's no one in there. Um, and so I was probably in there for, I don't know, 20 minutes or something. And I was about to get out and this guy <laughs> walked in and like sat right next to me, you know, towel over his shoulder and dick swing around, <laughs> sat like... <laughs> Leg, legs touching right next to me in a massive <laughs> sauna. And I was like, hey, man, fucking put your towel on. <laughs> He's like, oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, no, clearly he was off with the fairies, you know what I mean? Um, and we started having a laugh and, you know, I said to him, um, I was like, mate, how good is the Four Seasons? And he goes, yeah, I know. And I'm a bit of a car guy. I don't know if you can see, but I've got like a Ferrari Testarossa tattooed on me there and I've got a Lamborghini Countach. And I do love cars. I love the design of them and I don't fix them or do anything like that, but I just love them. Um, yeah, anyway, I said to him, yeah, they're just beautiful things. If you're into your design, they're just, there's, you know, so much thought and effort goes into them. It's incredible. Um, but anyway, I said, oh man, like, did you see that? The, this is how long ago it was. I just said, did you see that new Ferrari 599 out the front? And he goes, yeah, the black one. And I was like, yeah, did you see it? And uh, he goes, yeah, yeah, it's mine. And I was like, fuck off, really? And he goes, yeah. And I was like, man, you must've been one of the first people in the country to get one. Like I've never seen one. And he goes, yeah, I was actually one of the first 10. Um, I was like, holy shit, what do you do? They said, I'm a, like a neurosurgeon by sort of profession. Um, and then, you know, obviously work for, I think it's Harvard and um, Ohio State Uni and blah, blah, blah. And then eventually now, and I think he's just finished now, but he was working with um, Bridgewater uh, with Ray D'Elio and all those guys um, doing all the, you know, biotech kind of due diligence and all that sort of stuff for those guys. Um, so he's hugely sort of smart guy. And then he said, oh, what do you do? I said, mate, I'm just launching this men's brand, you know, blah, 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 and told him a bit about it. Um, and he was like, fuck, cool. And he goes, you know what? I was always going to do like a, thinking of doing like a women's skincare line because, you know, all the sort of research that I've been doing and, and they were kind of working on um, transporting organs and stuff um, where, you know, say you get hit by a bus rather than putting you know, a kidney or something on ice and getting a few hours to get it to someone else, they'd put it in this like solution, which would then make it last, you know, a few more hours so they could, put it on a plane or get it to someone, you know, a kid or whatever, if they needed it more or whatever, just buy themselves time. Right. Um, but he was like, essentially it's kind of anti-aging, right? And he said in layman's terms, because I'm a bit of a layman. Um, <laughs> but, and he goes, I was going to use some of that, the technologies and the learnings from that to then, you know, put into a women's skincare line. And I was like, mate, cool. I was like, but fuck dude, it's, you know, I never want to be 
a naysayer, but like it's a competitive space, man. There's, that's where the big girls and the big boys play. You know, you need a lot of money and you got to have a good point of difference and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yeah, I know. It's kind of why I haven't done it. And I said, why don't you do like a really high-end men's one? And he goes, fucking good idea. And I was like, is, you know, would it work on our skin the same as women's? And he's like, yeah. Um, he's like, probably better. And I was like, he goes, man, awesome idea. He goes, do you want to go halves in it? He goes, you do the branding and all that and I'll, I'll do all the back-end stuff. Um, get the formulas done um, we'll go from there and I was like yeah so I'd been in the sauna for probably I reckon 20-25 minutes before he even came in which is a fairly long time in a hot sauna right um, and then I was with him for probably another half an hour um, and I was about to die um, <laughs> I was, in the end I said to him are you sure you're a doctor <laughs> he goes yeah why and I was like if I don't make it to the door roll me out <laughs> in my head i was like kid you stay in here you stay in here this is like this could be the best deal of your life um so anyway there i said to him i'd give my business card to the concierge and you know get things going um because i and i was so hot that i forgot his name and everything and i went back to the room and amy's like well yeah you know we've got to hurry up we've got a flight to catch and then i was trying to go down to the concierge there's three or four i think trying to explain to every one of them that i'd met this guy in the sauna and i can't remember his name but he kind of looked like this and um, you know, can I give him this business card? He's probably going to ask for it. And I was like, yeah, yeah. What I should have said in hindsight was the guy with the black Ferrari. Um, <laughs> but I was too hot and didn't think of it. Anyway, he didn't call me for like six or eight months. Um, and I thought it was just, I was imagining it. Um, I thought the heat had got to me and I just tripped out in there. But um, sure enough, like eight or nine months later, he gave me a call and he was doing some TED talk in Sydney um, and took us out for dinner and he invested in the brand. Um, and then He'd, got, he'd sold a couple of things to Pfizer um, and made like a load of money. And he sort of wasn't interested in going halves in it anymore. And he was like, look, I'll, I'll just help you out with everything. Um, you don't need to give me kind of half the skincare stuff and we'll go from there. And then that sort of launched that. So I took him to um, Bentley Labs in New York, um, or New Jersey. And, the, you know, they were blown away because, you know, he's, he's famous in that kind of world. You know, it's a wonder he hasn't been on Joe Rogan yet um he's an amazing guy and we just basically worked on the, the similar principle to the hair care where sort of open budgets um best performing sort of anti-aging you know scrubs washes body washes um all that kind of stuff with you know a view to sort of no limits on it and what what that does is then gets the chemists and the guys who and girls who work there gets them excited about the project um you know they work for some of the biggest brands on the planet um, in, in the beauty space. Um, but they, everything's restricted by budget. Um, whereas if you give someone an, it's like saying to an architect, Hey, go design me a skyscraper in New York. And they're like, cool. Like, is there any, you know, guidelines and that? No, go for it. Design whatever you want. They'd be stoked. You know what I mean? Um, so that's sort of the theory of like, you get everyone excited about it and that everyone loves working on it because they get to use new ingredients. They get to use better ingredients and then they kind of, they use it themselves and, you know, it's just like a snowball effect. Um, and that, that's what happened with the skincare, similar thing. Um, just went out with really kind of the best possible, like, like retinol is a great example. You can put retinol in anything and say it's anti-aging. Um, but there's, there's hundreds of different types of it. And some of it is absolute shit and some of it's amazing. And like anything in life, the good stuff costs a lot more. Right. Um, and then, you know, you've got like your hyaluronic acids, same thing. Like there's, and in every case, in every ingredient, um, there's cheap versions of it um, or there's sort of the big dogs, which are expensive, but you get better performance. Um, so we kind of chose the best of everything. 
But unfortunately then that makes the product expensive because the cost price is so expensive. Um, but we try to keep it kind of, I mean, there's women's moisturizers out there for 10 grand. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, um, for sure. Like well, uh, you know, most of them are three or $400. Like ours is 145, which isn't crazy, but you can right. buy, you know, men are probably used to buy, either using their wife's stuff or, you know, buying stuff in a supermarket or a drugstore, which is probably sub 50, you know what I mean? Um, but then when you get into that anti-aging sort of side of things, um, it just, the cost goes up if you use good ingredients. But then what happens is guys use it once and they love it. And they're like, holy shit, man, my skin feels amazing and looks amazing. And then you got them for good. Um, yeah, and they guys, definitely, guys definitely like seeing results. And I, I think 100%. that when you give them something, because I know for a fact that women are just so much more likely to say, well, I'll try something for four to six weeks, like, and really, Ooh. truly believe in it. And I feel like, like you've said a few times already, like guys are very much so performance-based. Is this performing well? Ooh. How do I look? How do I feel? Yes or no? Go. Yeah, yeah. Like our first things is sort of smell and feel, you know, and that's what we do with every, like no matter what's in the formula, like if it's a moisturizer, you know, the first thing we do is put a bit on the back of your hand, rub it around. Like, does it feel nice? Is it greasy? Is it oily? Is it like, you know, sometimes you put like lots of silicon in stuff and that'll give you that really smooth, sort of feeling like that silky smoothness it's not actually that good for you but it feels good and then like obviously smell it um and there's a lot of things now where people are sort of going off fragrance um in moisturizers and things but they don't do anything to you there's no negative you know there's no side effects of using one it doesn't do anything bad to your skin um so why not have a smell sort of like mm, it smells good and it creates that familiarity with it and the sort of experience about using it and then if guys use it for you know man you use it for a day like our dry skin am1 it's called like it's an anti-aging moisturizer and it's number one um if you've got drier skin you use it once and they're like fuck dude that stuff's amazing you notice a difference straight away um like it hydrates your skin your skin just feels better um i get like sort of slightly oily skin um so i get like oily sort of on my temples and um my my t-zone um yeah. but yeah so but we've been working like this is the sort of lengths we go to right like we've been working on am2 which we sort of divided the moisturizers up into dry skin and oily skin um, like the shampoos and conditioners with thick hair, thin hair, try and keep everything kind of simple, but then go hard on the tech. Um, but the, the AM2 we've been working on, so that's the one for oily skin. It's been probably four and a half, nearly five years now, and it's still not finished. Um, so we're just dialing that last bit in. Right. And then this is the other thing, like one of the ingredients that we were using got, um, is on a list in the EU where they might ban it um, for whatever reason. I can't remember the reason. Um, it's not that serious or anything. We had that ingredient in there and it's one of the mattifying ingredients. So if you've got like oily skin, it's the sort of thing that makes it, you know, it gets rid of the oil. Um, and it was a, an amazing ingredient, but if it gets banned, we're fucked. Um, so then we've got to find a replacement ingredient for that, but nothing's as good. And the technology is sort of trying to catch up. You know what I mean? Um, it's just, it's complicated, but what I was sort of getting at is that we spend that long trying to get everything right. Um, right. I, you know, I have oily skin. I've used a bunch of stuff that, you know, is meant for oily skin. And it's just shit. It doesn't work. And then I've never buy it again. And I feel like I've wasted, you know, 20, 50, hundred bucks. Um, yeah. So we try and get it right from the start and then, you know, that everything else takes care of itself then. Cause then you get guys like we don't really advertise or market at all really. Um, we do a bit of Facebook stuff and, you know, we've got a PR agency now, um, which is sort of does a bit of a different thing, but it's a lot of it is just word of mouth. 
um, you know, guys yeah. telling their mates and their, their mates and their mates. And um, we have this like test pilot thing as well, um, which we've only just started sort of telling people about. Um, but, you know, there's like some proper A-list celebs. Um, then we've got like architects, designers, musicians, um, lawyers, accountants, um, venture capital guys, private equity guys, artists, um, film directors, you know, everyone and every, we've got them all covered basically. Um, but what we do is once we sign off these formulas or once we get like close to the end, then we'll send these to these, there's 55 of them, I think at the moment, and they're called our test pilots. Um, and there's notes in the box that says, you know, please don't put it on social media, blah, blah, blah. Um, now we're kind of switching that up a little bit where we're trying to get, cause like UGC is a thing. Um, <laughs> which, um, you know, it is what it is. I don't like all that stuff, but you gotta, you gotta do it. Um, but then you have these 50 guys, right? Or 55 guys using the products and cause we don't have to sell it anymore. So I don't have that sort of test bed. And I, I kind of know what works and what doesn't and things. And, but you know, like my, one of our shampoos and conditioners, I don't like, um, I've got thick hair. It's for thin hair. And then the conditioner makes your head go really cold and I hate it. It's by far and away a high selling product. So like, <laughs> right. what do I know? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, everybody, yeah. I mean, everybody's different, but I just. Um... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't hate it, but it's like, I've never used it. Um, right. I don't even have any in the house. Um, and it's by, it's 10X our bestseller on everything else. And it wins every award. It's like SH1 <laughs> thickening shampoo and then the conditioner. Because I use SH2 and CD2, which is like the thick hair. Right, and I love it, I, and I have access to every kind of shampoo conditioner you can think of, and I always go back to that stuff. That's um, awesome. But yeah, so it's like because you never really know. So once you get these fifty guys to use it, um, you know, after a few weeks, you start getting they're like, "Holy shit, bro, this is awesome!" Or, "Man, I've got a bit of a you know this hurt, or I didn't like this, or whatever, or blah blah blah." And they they're really honest with us. And there's, I'm like, "There's no, don't pull any punches. If it's shit, tell us it's shit. If it's great, you know." But we do spend a lot of time making them really good so that you very rarely get told that there's sort of there's anything wrong with them um usually it's just like fragrance levels so some guys might be like oh man it's pretty punchy and then other guys are like dude make it stronger it smells unreal and then you got to like kind of figure out the balance <laughs> yeah i mean it's good that you get that kind of like good healthy feedback too and i can just tell in your in just the passion of talking to you over you know almost the past hour like you love making stuff awesome and you like I really can tell like you really care about your customer. Like, yeah, stuff's expensive, but you give them the like the good. Yeah, yeah. You well, know, this is the challenge of trying to explain that on a website or in an Instagram post. You can't do it, right? Like you need right. to, you know, you need a little bit of time. And I think the price does it a little bit. Like if you go into, I don't know, a supermarket to buy toothpaste, right? Like some of it's 50 cents and some of it's 15 bucks. And instantly you're like, well, well, I don't know about you, but I'm like, well, the $15 one's got to be the best, right? I'll just grab that. And it's my teeth. You don't want to fuck around with your teeth. Um, so I think the price sort of does one thing, but then we've got to try and our job is to now figure out how to let guys know like what's in it, what percentage and all that, and try to educate them a little bit. Because most guys don't want to know. They don't really care. They're busy. You know, they've got other, they mind on other things. Um, but I think if you can, you can teach a guy about something or give them a little insight, like, I think guys now, most guys have probably heard of like hyaluronic acid or retinol or, you know, things like that. And they might know sure. it as a bit of a buzzword. Um, but then it's trying to tell them, you know, that there's different levels of that and all that sort of stuff. Like our natural deodorant is a good one. 
um, that was a really good sort of, it's like the perfect example of what's out there. I mean, there's some great brands out there, but, um, and I, I like them personally, but they just don't work for me, right? Like I'd, I'd use these natural ones. I'd end up sort of stinking by the end of the day. I'd sweat a lot. Um, and I don't like that, right? I, I don't want to go to work smelling gross. Um, and I'm a guy, I go to the gym, you know, I sweat, I stink like everyone else. Believe it or not, I fart and shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> people like are scared to admit that. Um, but, <laughs> but, um, but the deodorant, so I went to this, there's a lab in Texas, right? And they make some of the biggest brands, you know, there are, and I won't mention the names, but um, you know, I used all those brands. And I said to the guy like, yeah, man, unfortunately they just didn't work for me. But like, I was like, if I, is there an option to give you like a, an open budget to create something that, that does block the sweat and does stop me stinking? Um, and he was like, yeah, man. He's like, I've been waiting for this call. I was like, really? And he goes, yeah, I've been working on this ingredient for like 18 months um, and I've wanted to use it so many times, but it's expensive and no one wants to use it because it just blows their cost of goods out the window. Um, and I was like, fuck, sign me up. And he was like, you want to know how much? I was like, I don't give a shit. Let's just do it. Send me some now. <laughs> and he was like, really? All right. And he was stoked, right? He was, his name's Gajan. And uh, he was like, he was so stoked. He was so into it. And he's like, oh man, well, let's like, let's use this fragrance or that fragrance. And, you know, he got really excited about the project. He reckons it's the best thing he's ever created with the business. Um, sent it to me. I sent it to, I started using it and was like, whoa, this is actually really good. And then I sent it to the test pilots and then they were like, fuck yeah, man, this stuff's amazing. And a lot of them I'd gotten off, you know, aerosols and stuff that they've been using for, you know, 10, 15, 20 years. Yeah. Um, and I was that guy, I was using Dove and Rexona and I don't know what the brands are in the States. It's similar to like Axe or Lynx or whatever you call them. Yeah, we got um, all kind of stuff too. Yeah, yeah. But I was, I'd use the stuff without the white shirt. You know, I wear a lot of black t-shirts, so you don't want white marks and vice versa. Right. Um, but, and then, you know, those sprays would stop me stinking and I wouldn't sweat. Um, but they're terrible for you, right? Like the aluminiums, it's sort of, a, it, there's not going to be, they won't be around for very much longer because all the data is starting to come in that they're really bad for you. Uh, but they're cheap. Um, and, you know, people are used to them and guys don't like changing their little regimes. But then, you know, you pull this natural deodorant thing in that sort of, you know, it doesn't completely stop your sweating, but you, then you, you, you know, when you talk to the experts, you don't want to stop sweating. You know what I mean? You should have a little bit, like you don't want to block all that stuff up. You need, you need to sweat a little bit. Yeah. Um, so I think we've got the balance right with that. And then the fragrance is amazing. And then the ingredient is called Niador or Neador. And it's sort of like, you know, like Tesla giving up their battery secrets and all that. Like, <laughs> who cares? You know what I mean? Like, it's good for the world, right? If you let other people use it. But no one, I, no one will use Niador because it's too expensive. Um, and you, you can't sell like a, a $15 or $10 deodorant because the actual ingredient in the thing costs more than that. Um, right. So then you got your packaging and your shipping and everything else and storage and staff and offices and it just would never happen. You'd have to sell it for 60 bucks, which ours is. Um, and we still don't make any money on it really, but it is the best performing natural deodorant by far ever. That's pretty, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Like that you mentioned that um, the, a lot of the deodorant, especially the aerosol sprays, they do have some harmful, harmful materials in them. Ooh. And even in a lot of other deodorants, there's a lot of like metals that kind yeah, of, yeah. that's kind of like the component of clogging up your pores and, and uh, sweat glands and things. So it's Ooh. interesting to see like the develop, even just how deodorants changing and just like men's care is changing yeah. so much. And, um, Oh man, if you had taken a picture of what was available at the drugstore or the supermarket or wherever, you know, two years ago, and then now, 
and then in another two years, that'll yeah. be completely different. Well, I mean, 100%. when I when I first started this podcast, and like this definitely wasn't a money motivated thing. It's it's definitely a labor of love, but you know, there's been a little bit of monetization happening through it. What I would say is that I think I read an article. I don't know. I've been almost at this for two years, so. I've read, I read an article that said the men's health industry, like men's care is going to grow by $18 billion over the next like six years. And that was almost two years ago. So there's so much room for growth overall, you know, just a little slice of that 18 billion would be pretty sweet. (laughs) That's the thing, right? Yeah. I mean, we've, I've got investors because it was, I had to sort of learn how to raise capital. Um, so we've done like four capital raises. We've just got a big investment from a fund in the UK um, to, to roll out everything. Um, we're doing a big film this year as well, which I can't kind of talk about just yet because I'm under about a million NDAs from um, Warner Brothers. Right. But um, yeah, we're doing the whole product line for this, you know, sort of franchise, which is phenomenal for us. That's sick. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. We're, but they were like, you know, the sort of main character, you can probably piece it together. But the main character who, um, you know, they were like, if this guy opened his bathroom, what brand would you expect to find in there? Um, and all the writers from DC were like, going to be this Patrick's brand out of Sydney. You know what I mean? It just looks like what the main company and what they would do. You know what I mean? Um, so anyway, yeah, that's going to be cool. And then we're, man, we're working on things like, you know, nootropics and um, I'm trying to do sort of a, a resveratrol or an NMN version, which is more like a tablet you'd take you know, that you don't need a script for, but the results are like, I mean, if you've heard Joe Rogan and all his guys talking about it, they're like phenomenal things. Um, but what, what I want to do is just get into that space and kind of do it better. You know what I mean? And make sure that like, these are the, this is the pointy end of like what's possible. Um, like the serums and stuff, we're working on a whole bunch of serums at the moment. Um, we ended up doing them in Korea. Um, and these guys are just amazing at like sort of, pushing the limits of what's possible with the ingredients and the actives and how they work and doing their research and clinicals and blah, 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 blah. Um, but in every sort of case, that's what we want to do is just do it better. You know, and only because I'm getting older, I don't want to lose my hair. I don't want to, you know, I, if I can look younger, why not? I don't want to get ass cancer from using deodorant. Um, like there's a whole bunch of things that sort of on the target market. And I want to make sure that, you know, I have good products to use. Yeah, you're creating the fountain of youth for yourself for sure. Yeah, sort of. And I mean, you know, I'm going to live forever, right? But right, it'd be, it'd be nice to get asked for ID here and there. Hey, man, like <laughs> if, you know, if you can if you can extend that quality of life, like it doesn't. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah. I'm a firm believer. It doesn't matter how old you are. It's like what's your quality of life, right? So if you can extend that quality of life, you know, further through taking care yeah, of yourself. I mean, and, we're not like curing cancer or anything like that. You know what I mean? There's bigger yeah. things. And I'm very well aware of it. And that's kind of why, you know, with our Instagram and everything else, we kind of take the piss. We're the first ones to take the piss out of ourselves because it is vanity and all that sort of stuff. And I get that. Um, There's lots of smarter people doing better things for the world, um, which they should. um, And I'm happy for. But, you know, it does make guys feel better. And and if, you know, some dudes do get upset that they're losing their hair and, you know, can lead to depression and anxiety and a whole bunch of other things. And, you know, if we can help that out in any way, then I'm up for it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I even just feel like, you know, I've recently gotten into skincare, you know, a few months ago, I would say almost a year ago is the first time I really gave a shit. Um, kind of like, look, I'm 34, you know what I mean? So maybe when I was like 33, 34 changing, 
I started getting into it, but it was just my mom had always done it. Like every girl I knew had done it. I was like, you know, why the fuck am I not doing this? And to in yeah, yeah, my yeah. face. And I noticed too, at exam time, I would just break out really bad, like under high stress, you know, stuff for school. And so I would just have really bad breakouts and was like, I need to do something about this. Cause I don't want to look, I just don't want to look bad when I don't need yeah. to you know, like, yeah. you know, find some products, find some stuff. And I think and a man, it hurts you in the head, you know, like if you've got a breakout, you feel a bit embarrassed and self-conscious about it. You know what I mean? You're walking yeah. around sort of thinking everyone's looking at you and you're sort of like, Oh fuck. <laughs> you know I mean? It's not a good feeling, right? No, for sure. And it's just, it's, it's so great to see just guys taking care of themselves, a, a growing market for it. And even if, I mean, we've heard stuff like women, you know, the, the woman in the guy's life or their partner will push them into, Hey, you should start taking care of your face or, you know, start, but really if they, if you look good as a guy, you feel confident in the situation you're in. If you're going into a job interview, a business yeah. meeting, like whatever the yeah. case is, if you look good and you'll feel good and then, you know, hopefully you perform good. That's really, yeah. so, I mean, maybe not, you know, like to what you're saying, maybe you're not like changing the world, but maybe you're changing the people that will. So Ooh. if you think yeah. about that, it's, it's just, you're making people feel good. You're making people feel good about themselves so they can, you know, go out into the world and do amazing stuff. Yeah. And man, I think it's like expected, you know, these days, it's like if you're I don't know, going on a date and whether you, you know, it doesn't matter who you're dating. Um, but, you know, if you turn up, you probably want to smell all right. You know, you yeah. guys are taking more, I think fashion in, you know, years ago, it was like everyone wore suits. This is just what you did, you know, and then went through a few crazy phases. And now it's sort of like, I don't know, it seems pretty good at the moment. But, you you know, you can have long hair, you can have short hair, um, like beards are a thing now. Like you'd never see beards in offices, you know, 10 years ago. It just wasn't a thing. Um, but I think guys are expected now to like, if you go to an interview, you've got to have a, at least have a haircut. Um, so it looks like you've done something, have your beard trimmed, you know, like I trim the sort of, I trim like my neck and sometimes on my cheeks a little bit just to make it tidy. Um, you know, and, and it makes, it, it tells them that you've made an effort. Right. Right. Um, and in every, in every sense, like work, play, you know, whatever, you're going to just look better and then you'll feel better. Sean Avery always says that, you know, the ice hockey player, um, he's always like, look good, feel good. You know, and yeah. that's his whole thing, you know, and he, he was famous for when he got, um, remember he got that ban for 12 months. Yeah, <laughs> um, I can't remember what he did, but he um, he went and worked at Vogue, you know, and he's one of the hardest like dudes there are, you know, he fights and, you know, he's always giving it that, you know, he was renowned for what do they call him, an antagonist or whatever. And I love him for it. But then he went and did an internship at Vogue, you know, it just wasn't like a thing, but he just liked fashion, right? And he was like, well, why not go to the best? And then he was always, you know, now that the, I reckon he was one of the guys that sort of led the charge on athletes in particular really dressing well looking good buying cool watches buying cool cars but like being at that sort of pointy end like they've got the budget for it obviously which a lot of people don't um but buying cool clothes and now like you know you see more pictures of nba players and nfl players and whoever else now you know what they're wearing walking into the stadium as much as them doing amazing things on the field or the court or whatever um right. it's like it's part of their sort of image now you know like there's, if you Google LeBron, you're probably going to see more pictures of him wearing like Louis Vuitton and cool watches and all that shit more so than dunking on people's heads. Yeah, for sure. That's a, that's a great point. I remember just 
watching sports as a kid and everybody would just come out and like Zubaz and you know yeah, yeah, yeah. or sweatshirt and then tracks just, yeah sweats right like, yeah. yeah like i mean they're training all the time they've got to be comfortable you know they but whatever but now it's like a whole different thing and those guys have become like almost brand ambassadors for a lot of the bigger brands for sure you know yeah I mean? it's like, like a whole fashion show coming into a game yeah 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 and for the brands it's amazing as well because they get these people that are just loved you know or hated um but either way you know there's they're repping their stuff um there's a guy from um called uh mike amiri who's got a brand called amiri and another guy from la called rude or Ruigi Vassler, i think his name is. um but those guys started getting their products onto athletes and stuff and they're just blown up you know what i mean now it's like amiri is like the standard uniform of anyone who gives a shit about fashion and then <laughs> you know rude is now he's sort of like the next one coming along and like jay-z's been wearing rude you know now Ruigi now is the I think he's a creative director of, he's just signed up with Bally. Um, you know, he's just a young guy from LA who created this cool street brand that went big and a couple of the, you know, his cool designs. I mean, you've got to give him that, otherwise it wouldn't be good. Um, but then got it onto the sort of the NBA players. And then, you know, if Jay's, Jay-Z's wearing your stuff, you're, you're home and hosed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I don't know about Jay-Z's movies. Have you seen that... Uh, was it The Heart of They Fall on Netflix? I haven't seen that one yet. I tried. I got halfway through it last night and was like, oh, I don't know. I want to love it. <laughs> but I, uh, it was a bit a strange film. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes TV is uh, at a scarcity for me, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, mate, same. I watch a lot of YouTube these days. I do um, watch YouTube. You can learn a lot on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many good, like obviously cars and watches and all that sort of stuff. There's a guy in Miami actually called Watch Eric. You should go meet him um yeah he's unreal he does these like videos every week um just on watches and stuff but he just seems like a cool guy and then all the car stuff there's a bunch of dudes in london that i watch that you know just buy a new car every week and um test them out and yeah it's, it's i find that stuff interesting yeah i had an old boss that was like a big car guy he had a at one point in time like just a bunch of like couple ferraris couple porsches really he had a bentley that i absolutely loved and like it was uh it would shake his whole warehouse like when he turned it on that's it and so one day i was i was like working for him or whatever and he's just like hey i need you to take the uh take the bentley down like drive it like an hour and a half and i'll meet you down there to go um service it and we got to go meet a client afterwards so i'm like okay cool so i didn't realize it but i was going like 170 miles an hour on two <laughs> on the interstate here but you didn't even feel it and all of a sudden, yeah, yeah. I just realized I was just passing cars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, zoom, 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 zoom. And I was like, oh, shit. And I looked down, I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm going 170. And it didn't even <laughs> feel like I was like going down the neighborhood street. <laughs> yeah. Mate, how good are they? It'd be like a cloud, a fast cloud. Oh, man, that thing was so cool. But yeah, I'm definitely, yeah. Uh, I definitely love me some cars. All those things are a lot of fun. Yeah. I've got a um, I've got an old car, but I'd love it. I've got a 996 Turbo Porsche, nice. um, and it's just a monster. Oh, it's such a cool car. It's the ugly Porsche. Like, I don't know if anyone's listening that you know knows about Porsches. They've got the worst headlights in the world. Um, <laughs> but man, the engine and everything else is just perfect of that era, that early 2000s. But yeah, it's just a monster. Yeah, those are. I remember those Porsches. Those are pretty sweet. I don't yeah, know. it just drives so good. It's like. You know, Porsche just designed cars for drivers, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's a manual, so you've got to know how to drive it. And it's got the engines in the back. So obviously it's, 
you know, if you're going into a corner too fast, you can't take your foot off or you'll spin around. Like you got to, you really have to drive it and you have to concentrate otherwise. And it can really reward you or it can right. like spin you off and turn you into fire. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. well, Patrick, it was uh, a lot of fun to talk to you today. I learned a lot about skincare and guys, just self-care. And um, I'm just really excited that there's a company out there like yours that's getting on the forefront, using new ingredients and using really top quality ingredients to show guys that they should take care of themselves and the importance of taking care of themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mate, it is. And I didn't even talk about this, but I don't know if you can see it, but we actually... We, this was a little thing from the car sort of thing where um, I don't know if you've got a couple of minutes, but this is sort of yeah, yeah, how yeah. we do what we do. Um, we, you know how car companies will make like a concept car for a car show and they'll take that car around to each, you know, it might go to Detroit or Miami or whatever, and then London and blah, blah, blah. But they show off this thing of like, this is the best thing we can do for 2021 or whatever. Um, and then all the learnings from this will pass down into all the other cars as we go. Um, so I sort of wanted to follow that concept. Um, so I got the lab to, I basically called the guy, the main dude and just said, Hey man, I kind of want to, I want to make like the best anti-aging moisturizer on the planet. And he's like, really? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, how much? And I was like, don't know, just like 200 mil, just one, one. And he's like, uh, okay. He's like, what do you, what do you want to spend? And I was like, you tell me what, how much would it cost to make the best thing on the planet? And he's like, it's going to be expensive, but I can do it. And I was like, fuck yeah, let's do it. So um, it ended up costing me about $25,000 um, just for this tub. <laughs> oh, man. But this is the best moisturizer on the planet by far. Um, it's got some crazy, crazy shit in there. Some of it isn't even compliant. Um, it's like a bit of a, it's a wild mixture, but they've managed <laughs> to get it stable. Um, I've used it and it is phenomenal. Um, all the guys in the lab were like frothing over it, just going, you know, because obviously they bought all these ingredients from all around the world that, you know, they were never able to get before because no one was ever going to use them because they were too expensive. Like one of them is an alternate to Botox, wow. which is crazy. Like it has the same performance, but it's $5,000 a pound to buy the stuff. Whereas Botox is like probably $100 a pound. So why would you ever use something that was so expensive? Um, right. But we're like, fuck it. Yeah, put it in. <laughs> Well, I mean, I, the people who probably don't like injections can go. Yeah, 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 yeah. But with that, so now that we've got this, right, we, we found a whole bunch of stuff that worked well with other things. And, you know, the lab guys got excited about it. And they're like, hey, look, well, let's do a moisturizer with this, this, and this, and this. And, you know, and then, so this is the 2021 version. Um, and then they were already working on the 2022 version. So again, we'll just make one. Um, but we didn't really know what to do with it. We still kind of don't. We're like, fuck, should we do like an auction? And, you know, someone could, we've got all this sort of, there's studies behind it but i mean it's just a one-off it's a prototype um it's not going to melt your face off but um, <laughs> it's bloody expensive so then we're like well let's make it expensive let's put it into say an auction or something and then you know sell it and whatever we get for it we'll give the money to like charity or whatever like you know and then for us because we've already done it right it's already paid for um but then we'll, we'll make a whole bunch of products off the back of that which use some of this stuff and then next like this year's one now i keep saying next year because it's already 2022 um it's already february fucking hell yeah um man the years just fly by but where we'll be working on the, the second one shouldn't be too far away um and then that'll have better things in it than this because in that 12 months obviously things have changed and newer stuff's come out more r&d's been done and blah 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 
Um, so that's kind of, that's the other level of stuff that we do in the background, which again, no one kind of sees, but we'll try and make that a bit of a bigger deal now that we're, the brand's getting bigger and we can kind of talk to more people about it and try and explain it so we don't seem crazy. <laughs> no, that's definitely, uh, man, that's so cool. That's, I just, I, I uh, got an undergrad in chemistry, so I appreciate all the, the stuff. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Like super brilliant people that know probably about chemicals that we've never even heard of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, you should see when you talk to them, they just nerd out and love it. And I have no clue what they're talking about. It's <laughs> like, yeah, all good, man. And I pretend I know. And they're like, show me these studies and data. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. What's it going to do? <laughs> you know, like, is it going to make it going to work yeah yeah and they're like yeah 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 well it can't not work you know um yeah anyway it's good fun so yeah we've it, got i think we've got 32 new products coming out this year that's awesome yeah so we're really you got um, COVID, we're pushing hard. and then the enviro stuff is a big thing we've been doing there right um we're sort of at the pointy end of um like everything we're doing now is um pcr plastic so it's post-consumer recycled it's all recyclable um, we're sort of pushing the limits with compostable stuff. Um, we've got like compostable outers, which are, um, the only problem with those is we've got them, we can, they last for 18 months, um, but we need them to last for two years for compliance. Um, so we're just sort of working with the, the company called Grounded here in Sydney to try and get them up to like a two year um, before they start to degrade. Because obviously they're supposed to degrade, right? But right. it's a balance where you've got to get them to last for two years if they're in a warehouse or in a shop or something like that. Um, but if you chuck them in the dirt, you want them gone in 30 days. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's like we're just trying to figure that out. But the technology will catch up with all that. But, yeah, and everything's kind of vegan now. And um, it's all we're just trying to make a bit of a difference because cosmetics are traditionally terrible for the earth. Um, like everything's plastic, you know, like they're, they're not great. Right. But now we're sort of really pushing hard to make sure that we do everything right. We even, one of our stuff, we used like a foam insert years and years and years ago. Um, because it was like cool back then um, but we've still got it in one of our packaging so we bought like I think it was 10 tons of carbon offsets just to make sure that we offset it and some um, in case we you know because we felt guilty about it but we couldn't change it we didn't want to chuck it out because it was already made um, and it's hard to recycle because you need to take it to a, a specific place to recycle it right. um, and no one's going to do that so we thought right let's just let's pay some money and offset some other stuff and plant some trees and do whatever we're going to do um, and then like we have this thing called carbon click on our website. I mean, you'd be surprised how many people do it. So they basically, the customer will pay an extra $2 um, for a delivery. And then that goes to a company in New Zealand who then carbon offset what their air freight or what the packaging, everything basically to do with the order. Um, and now they plant trees and do, I don't know, they do a whole bunch of stuff. Um, they clean sort of plastics from the ocean and everything like that. Um, but lots and lots and lots of people are doing that now, like probably half, which I was thinking, I don't know if like people will do that, but yeah, people are really getting conscious about that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, it, it's all kind of getting important. The, uh, the less, I guess, animal product lifestyle is really taking hold too. And just um, overall, you know what, if some animals don't get tortured over it, I'm cool with it. Yeah, I mean, we've never done that, but um, <laughs> I know, no, I never yeah, said yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, traditionally, yeah. <laughs> traditionally, I know. Like, I remember there used to be when I was a kid. There was a big news stories about some big makeup line that was like testing all their products on, you know, like animals yeah, and monkeys and shit. Yeah, all this crazy <laughs> yeah, yeah. stuff, and it's just like, oh man, like 
you know, it's good. Yeah. To, that's not happening anymore. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, there's a fine line with all that stuff. Cause you know, like we've got obviously professors and stuff like that. And Joe, even Joe Rogan and all those guys talk about it. Like, you know, this is where it gets complicated. Cause it's like, if you, you know, if you've got to test stuff on rats or monkeys or whatever to maybe find, you know, a cure for cancer or something like that, that would save a loved one. I mean, that's where the, then the battle comes in, right? Well, fuck, right. do I kill a monkey to save my dad or do I do this or do I do that? Or like, it's a whole can of worms. It and is. Thankfully, sure. we don't have to deal with that sort of stuff in what we do. Yeah, I used to work in I, just use, the, I use the test pilots and if it melts their <laughs> yeah. face off, who gives a shit? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that. Brian Reynolds retires. <laughs> face melted. Yeah, he's, he's dickhead Australian mate, melted his face off. <laughs> don't oh, laugh man. it could happen <laughs> yeah i mean sounds like you're uh you're trying to make the opposite happen but you never know yeah, sometimes yeah, you'll get yeah, something yeah, crazy yeah, yeah. yeah i always put it in a note i might use a little bit first and then try it right <laughs> it's like animals right yeah. just yeah, try yeah, a little yeah. bit first yeah 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 don't race into <laughs> mushrooms you know yeah. they'll fuck you up <laughs> well patrick where can uh where can my listeners find your products um is there a different website for international as uh, as in u.s or where can they find yeah, i think it's um amy what's the website in the states is it .co yeah patrick's.co um okay. or if they go to www.patrick's.com.au which is our main site it'll redirect it has a what do you call it like a redirect it'll know what country you're coming from okay um, sometimes we get people with vpns and stuff because australian dollars we have like it'll be 60 us dollars and then 60 australian dollars um and if you convert it it's like 40 um right. so people use vpn to try and get it for 40 but then it costs them like 100 bucks to ship and they're better <laughs> off just getting free shipping at 60 save themselves 40 um but yeah patrick's.co or obviously nordstrom's neiman's bergdorf kith um Sachs, all those sort of major department stores. That's uh, pretty incredible. It's been fun listening to you. I like uh, stories of entrepreneurship. I would consider myself an entrepreneur myself. So it's always- And uh, Uncrate. Uncrate's the, probably the best one. Uncrate. Have you signed Uncrate. up to Uncrate? I have not yet. Oh, fuck, don't do it. Okay. It'll ruin you. It'll cost you a fortune. It's this <laughs> website. They, they send you like a, an email every day or every couple of days of just cool stuff for guys. Oh, man. And it's epic. Like, it's dangerous. It's dangerously good. <laughs> I might have like uh, cars and architecture and clothing and motorbikes and everything. everything. But really targeted at, at sort of men, like watches, everything. It's amazing. I love it. It's like my favorite website. Well, thanks for telling me about that and then potentially ruining my life. Yeah, it's all over. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Uh, shit. you're gonna be on the streets but really looking really cool yeah <laughs> <laughs> with amazing skin <laughs> great hair yeah it'll yeah. Uh, it'll change be definitely be life-changing well um patrick thank you so much for taking the time i know you're no worries, a busy man. guy and uh i really appreciate what you're doing for for men's care yeah likewise and uh as soon as i get over there we'll go and have a beer and have a laugh it'll be good fun hell yeah guys here at Men's Health Unscripted, nothing brings us more joy than helping men improve their confidence and ignite the fire within their relationships. This is why we partnered with the Phoenix Pro to get you rock hard. 
No matter if you're struggling with ED or just want to up your game in the bedroom, the Phoenix Pro offers a pain and side effect free solution for your manhood that uses acoustic wave therapy to get you to perform at your best below the belt. The Phoenix Pro is an at-home medical grade FDA recognized device endorsed by physicians to strengthen and enhance the blood vessels in the penis. This technology is over a decade old, but has been expensive and difficult to access. Go to rockhardscience.com slash mhunscripted for more information and use our promo code unscripted for $900 off the Phoenix Pro total package, which includes the device, consultation with a medical professional, a customized medical treatment plan for your goals, $500 off additional in-clinic treatments, a blue light vitality vacuum pump, some nitric oxide supplements for a little extra boost, and a journal to track your progress. Remember, www.rockhardscience.com slash mhunscripted, promo code unscripted, and claim your true vitality. What's going on, guys? Thank you for tuning into the podcast. I wanted to talk to you about our amazing affiliate partner, I'm Aware Test Kits. I'm Aware offers lab-quality tests accompanied by physician-verified results. Just order the test kit online, collect your sample, and mail it back. You'll receive your results in less than a week. The best part is no waiting in traffic, getting to and from the dock or lab, and no waiting rooms full of people coughing and sneezing everywhere. Just visit www.imaware.health and check out their mini lab testing kits. These include PSA tests, lipid panels, testosterone levels, HbA1c, immune function, and so much more. Use our promo code MENSHEALTHUNSCRIPTED for an additional 15% off. Remember, imaware.health, promo code MENSHEALTHUNSCRIPTED for fast, accurate, and physician-verified testing straight to your door.